So I want to start by saying that I want to apologize to Rachel for <laughs> asking her yesterday. I've been doing this for like 10 years. And I think it's really funny, but I need to stop doing it to people when I go, are you mad at me? <laughs> and I mean it in the like silliest way of it. But she goes, what, what, why? Why? Like, she gets really, done? she got really nervous. She's like, did I miss something? Did I miss a text message? And I was like, no, I just, I don't know. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm like 95% kidding. And it's really just my way of checking in and being like, hey, are you hey, are good? You mad? Are you good? <laughs> are we good? Is everything fine? And I did it because when I sent that yesterday, I didn't see you like it. And I thought, I, this is how my brain interpreted it. Welp, that's all. That sounds good to me. Or, Welp, I think you covered everything, Kate. And I was like, Are you mad at me? <laughs> I can't do that. But Wait, I can't was do that. This with in the group chat? Yeah. When she. Well, you know when I sent the thing? Yeah. And she was like, When I read, no, she Are You Mad? Me individually. Oh, she did? Yeah. yeah. Which is why I was like, Because oh, I was no. like, I didn't even get that yeah. at all. No, I sent it to her individually. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I was like, Oh, no. We're having a private conversation. <laughs> I, I whispered. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I need to stop doing it. I got it. I This guy I used to work with, we all the time, we would say it to each other. Like, are you mad at me? In like a silly way. Yeah. yeah. If it's a pre-established inside joke, it's fine. But it, just to strangers, I'll do it to my clients. Are you mad at me? <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to start doing that at work and see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you should start doing it to your boss for sure. I'm going hey, to. Hey, are oh. you? <laughs> like, I'm going I'm to the first thing in the morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's such a vulnerable thing to ask somebody and then they immediately feel like, Wait, should I be? He'd probably mad be like, you? "Yeah, yeah." And then Rachel's like, "Did I say or do something?" And no, you didn't. I okay. might accidentally find out something I don't want to know. Yeah, in it could life, be like, oh, how did you guess? Oh, right, you're you're like <laughs> opening up a yep. way for them to talk, just like last time. Sit there shell shocked while Kate and I are vehemently <laughs> defending and our positions. So, I've been actually thinking about that a lot more too, and. I don't think that I am good at knowing how to disagree with somebody because not, okay. not many people are. I think are. you did, are. I think you did really well. I felt like I did not feel like that on the inside, but also I was emotionally dysregulated. Right. So that was a big thing for yeah. me. On the inside, I felt like I wasn't able to remain unfair unfazed by disagreement <laughs> but I also think a lot of that is because I've grown up a very competent people pleaser as well as I'm a girl's girl mm -hmm. and women connect versus like men who have discord way more you yeah. know they grow up rubbing each other and not rubbing <laughs> That's not the word well, I meant. some men grow up rubbing each other, but not all of them. Like, no, like ribbing. Yeah, ribbing. Ribbing. Yeah. I okay, said okay. rubbing, though. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one better. Wait, but I was like, I, I don't, I need to learn how to be better at that. You know? Yeah. Okay. And also, can like, let's just take a mental health note. Because we all value mental health. Yes. Do, yeah. If you have to take medicine, mm -hmm. you should always take it. <laughs> and don't let your executive For function, sure. your executive dysfunction get in the way of emotional regulation. I love it. Yeah. So 
if you can't make your own neurotransmitters, store-bought is fine. Yes. But you have to make sure you... You have to take it. Keep them in stock. Yes. So, yes. Okay, great. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think a great place to start transitioning into our wrap-up from last week is... Rachel, what did you think of this book? (laughs) Well, first, hi, I'm Rachel. I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And this is the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. I don't have to put the music at the very beginning. Yeah, which I, which do. I actually kind of like. Eh. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I just like to have a place for it. Yeah. So now we've got, yes, this was a much better book. This was, okay, yes. I knew you were going to love it. And let me tell you how I knew. Well, I didn't know for sure, but we as hoped. I was listening and re-listening to this, every single chapter, I was looking like, is this chapter important? Do I like what's happening in this chapter? Do I think this chapter is necessary? Almost every time, it is a yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she really catches her vibe with the different directions and how much bigger it gets. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's she's covering not as much as you think, but because she's covering so many different things, mm-hmm. it all feels like it's moving. Right. So Always. we're in three places this time. We're in Rifthold with Dorian and Kale. We're in, we're with Manon and the witches, mm-hmm. and we're with... In the Farian Gap. Yes. Yeah. And at Mistward with Rowan and... And Doranel. 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 With Maeve. Yeah. Right. And the moving around is nice. I yeah. like it. It makes the mystery and like you're you're constantly craving going back to these other different characters. Mm-hmm. And um, I think something that you mentioned maybe in the text is that she's really figured out Aelin yes. at this time. Yeah, this is Aelin's not the same character in this book that she was in the last two books. Right, true. And that's a good thing. Right. And she's caught, She, I think she's taken maybe some of the criticisms that she got about that character in those first two books. And she's kind of said... Well, this is really who she's supposed to be. Yeah. And she's written that person. And I think there's some more nuance and consistencies in what it looks like for her to have gone through all the trauma and then be there. Yeah. Um, Also, I forgot, each time you've mentioned she's not done the assassin thing, like we haven't seen the assassin thing, there's an entire book that you're supposed to kind of read before these that is all assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're actually we've chosen to read Assassin's Blade after this one, but I'm as I was reading this book and I saw how often that book is referenced, I was like, "Oh, this would feel really different." Same. If you yeah. had read Assassin's Blade first, mm-hmm. because all of those characters are showing up in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I think that that might have allowed you to feel like you had already had this understanding of her assassin adventures and who she is in that respect. And so Sarah might have missed that yeah. because she had expected her reader to have already gone through that. Yeah. Also, from my perspective, this is the part that Sarah J. Mass wanted to write. Right. She needed to get us here. So she wrote two books to get us here. But she didn't. And she didn't want us to feel like she wasn't giving. She didn't want to go to like short stories and then get here. So she needed to pad the first two books. And that's what she did. Right. And so that's why the first two books feel padded. But when we get here, this is where she wanted to be. She wanted Aelin with Rowan. She wants Aelin doing her thing, learning her magic, getting on the path to finally taking responsibility for addressing her for trauma. Yeah. And so she needed the first two books and she wrote them. But this is what she wanted to write. And so I think that's why as soon as we hit it, it all flows mm-hmm. so much better because she's much more excited to write And this. each book after this is much more like mm-hmm. this book than the previous two. I don't know if we're supposed – yeah, we can say that because we're not spoiling anything. But the yeah. tone of it and the pacing of it and the direction that the characters take. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a lot of new characters in this book. This is the first time that we just are introduced to this – other character that we're just supposed to know or like we're just supposed to connect with immediately and that's Manon. And why do we connect immediately? Because I was thinking like we meet Manon and she's ripping hearts out. But we love it. (laughs) I love how you were like, I'm going to let Rachel take this. (laughs) Well, I was going to say my first read through Mm -hmm. I did not read the Manon chapters like intently. really no i was like why is she here oh. i don't know who she is i don't know what's going on okay so i kind of skipped through them but then after reading in the reread for me the manon chapters are like special mm-hmm. and yeah. magical for me it felt See, like I was nice, immediately hooked on her it felt like a nice break when we got to her because every other character was so is different. struggling with something and manon's like i know exactly yeah. who i am and i know exactly what i want to do mm-hmm. which is kill these people which is, be is brutal. And, and that and, will change but when we first meet her mm-hmm. she's the she surest character she has the most she's okay, the most yeah. self-assured but we very quickly see that this a struggle tiny dragon that she almost immediately loves and just doesn't even have the language to understand the bond mm-hmm. is going to open up an entire different set of emotions for her. And so getting like being able to yeah, she's this she's so tough. Yeah. And she's so bad. So do you think we can credit Abraxos for like everything that happens with her after that, like her second guessing her grandmother and all the inward struggles she has, like with her second and her third and the shuffling around. And because it's almost like he brings something out of her. Yeah. Well, I was not there before. I definitely think that, you know, we touched a little bit about this in the, our text, but, I definitely think that there is somewhat of a soulmate bond happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen mating bonds. She even talks about it. She calls it the ebb and the flow or mm-hmm. the, yeah. 
you know, she references it to their religion Fate. or their spirituality, the three-faced goddess, the three-faced mother. She says this is the the loom of the three-faced mother is like mm-hmm. pulling them together. That's true. And that they're having this like simultaneous connection. Yeah. Um. So I also think that the way that Manon is a leader and the loyalty, I don't think they use the same language, but they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where they're so loyal and they're so like savagely committed to each other that they're like there's an intensity of love within those that thirteen women for sure yeah. and they're just not using they're not they're not calling it that they're yeah. not calling it love but no you know yeah and they're born what was it um, soulless and obedient and Heartless. till the darkness takes them mm-hmm. or something like that yeah and it could also just be that. I mean, Manan wasn't born when they had a country. So she's never been in a situation where she's living in close proximity with all these other witches for this length of time. And so even her grandmother, she knows her grandmother. She's lived with her grandmother, but she's on her own out hunting Crocken witches all the time. So she's it's basically like you've been out doing your own thing and now you're getting super micromanaged and it's making you question everything that you're doing. Well, and also, yeah, I mean, the way they describe it is they're born without sympathy, mercy, or kindness. That yeah. is literally their entire thing. And then at the end, this Crocken witch who she murders yeah. says, we've been laughing at you and we're, we feel sorry yeah, for you because you. You, you create yourselves to be this violent and like belligerently um, like – masochistic type coven and And you don't have to be like that you don't have to be like that you have no love in your life Mm -hmm. you are just brutally mean to each other and organized and somewhat um uh like they're like the empire you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but they love that shit yeah yeah yeah, well, and they, they live forever. They and this they is the think first they time they love it. They think yeah, they love and this it. is the first time they, you know, they're not they're not going to live forever. Or they they're all starting to age a little bit. They've been not immortal for what ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why those teeth are rusty, gross. So, do we think <laughs> like the rust on the teeth is from the no magic? That would be my expectation. Yeah, it's gotta I mean, be that's yeah. reasonable, but it, it's just gross. What about the eyelid? That. It's convenient. So, that they have a second eyelid yeah. for flying. It's convenient it considering they out. personally cannot fly. I well, would expect that from a creature that can but fly themselves. But mm-hmm. they, they but were with the born brooms, on the back of the wind. Like they're they're made to fly. They're magic in with with magic they do fly. Yeah. I mean, um, with, brooms. with a broom. Yeah. They're with fated a Nimbus two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but made of ironwood. <laughs> And Sarah J. Mass loves ironwood that shows up in A Court of Thorns and Roses, too. Yeah, iron is anytime. I think iron's in Crescent City, too. Well, ironwood, yeah. specifically. Is that Manon a type men- of wood? Well, Manon mentions that her broom was made, made of ironwood. Iron and mm-hmm. Feyre's bed, the bed that she, all three sisters slept in, she makes a point of mentioning that it was carved from ironwood mm. for them to be in. Yeah. I was curious if... Um, I don't know if that's a real wood or not. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I know ashes, and the ashes always in everything. Yes. But in our next hour, I'm going to 
talk a little bit about the three-faced mother and the three sisters, but that's fine. We'll okay. move forward. Um, <laughs> but the one of my favorite part on this of this book, I think, is the witches and the introduction to the witches. Yeah. I just think that they added, they just brought the story. It just the story needed it. Yeah, it does the same thing for us that the like introducing the monsters in A Court of Thorns and Roses did. Right, where it deepens our mythology, mm-hmm. it gives us a bigger world. Yeah. Yeah. And we're rooting for more people, and they're not, um, you know, her bad guys are always evil, evil. Well, yeah. Manon, we don't really know. We know that the king of Otterland has hired them, that they're yeah. working for him. Right. So, in essence, we know that they're going to be on an opposing side so of Aelin. So, they're bad guys. But we immediately like Manon. Mm-hmm. And what... <laughs> What Abraxas does is for us is he's our puppy. Yeah. yeah. He's our dog. He's our pet. He is our yeah. life force. He yeah. it, and I actually picture him like Toothless from Same. Yeah. I picture him as that sweet I've said that from day one. Well, yeah. It's effectively the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And in How to Train Your Dragon, they talk so about cute. how they use mm-hmm. cats yeah. to mimic and like figure out their movement and stuff. And then she also describes these little wyverns as kind of cat-like yeah and i think of brax i was i i think one of the most touching scenes and i don't know what did anyone else tear up at any part in this book anybody have tears yeah um no but you can't go off of that no i know (laughs) i i I know i can though because if you're supposed to cry at a part i probably will like to me what was hardest was and it could have just been, I don't know why. You know, I don't know why I cry at certain things at certain times of the month. But this was that one. When Aelin sees her parents dead in the bed, and, you know, towards the beginning of the book, I think, when she's training with Rowan and she, you know, has that whole reliving her when, trauma In thing. that first yeah. attack. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like throwing up and peeing her pants and like to me i was like i'm not laughing at that god this girl is just going through it so i i don't know it may have just been the time of the month but i did cry on that part but go ahead and tell us your part that you cried on well i i just want to stop for a second because you can't see rachel but we have talked so often about how pee pee pants sarah j mass loves she loves a good shit yourself she really does and throw up vomiting your guts up your pants yeah pants she's a very like physical yeah physically responsive um the only part in this book that i and i cry but now that i understand when keely when Mm -hmm. petra and keely and if you i went back and listened to petra the blue blood air right she kind of knew the whole time yeah that dragon or wyverns um that there was this like connection. Yeah. That there was mm-hmm. this powerful connection. When she gave, you know, when Keely wanted Abraxas to have the goat meat, even when she chose her dragon, she stood up and she said, That that lady dragon right there, that's mine. That wyvern, sorry. Uh-huh. The wyvern is mine. Yeah. She had already had this like connection. And that you know, that's the sect that's like really spiritual. They're yeah. playing a different game from everybody else. I think so too, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so much more connected to like energy and 
Like they're the the fortune teller ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that part for me, you know, I am a, with my dog, (laughs) it just, and Abraxas not wanting to, he's like, I'm not playing your war game right now because I see this dragon Mm -hmm. and like his leadership ability just as a, to see this dragon in distress. And he's like, you know, she's trying to get him to get that egg. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm here. This is what we're doing. And he leads that charge. Yeah. I mean, she leans in, but he's the one that figures out how they're going to save Petra. And they know, and like the description, I'm getting goosebumps. The description of like Keely understanding that she is trying to save her writer. I mean, I just, that kind of thing for me, that like heroic, the heroic, is it? Yeah. Heroicism. Heroics. Yeah. Heroicism. Or heroics. Yeah. yeah. Heroics. Like when something loves something so much, it knows it has to die for the other to live. Yeah. I just, ooh, kiss me every ooh. time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so that I, was a good part. I had to pause yeah. that. I was on my way to show a house this morning and had to stop it and listen to another podcast. I listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> Before I met my For client. For a good laugh. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, specific parts of last week's. But I I had to stop because I didn't want to be crying when I met this new client. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry. One of my how fictional you, characters died. How do you explain <laughs> that, you know? I mean, yeah. How do you? I yeah. cry if, in books all the time. Yeah. So. And then as soon as as soon as I was done showing houses, I put that chapter sixty two on and I listened through it and I had my lovely Sunday morning cry. I love a good Sunday morning, morning cry. cry. It's like church. Yes. <laughs> oh, good Sarah J. Mass Church. Yes. So, yeah. what did you think of Manon as a character? I think that was good. Did was you like nice. the way she was written? Yeah, it was nice to meet a character that started in a different place. So she started extremely sure of herself instead of all the rest of our characters who always start broken mm-hmm. and we're putting ourselves back together. She doesn't even know she's broken. Right. And she has to figure that out. And then she has to figure out, well, how do I want to put the pieces back together? Which I assume we're going to get in the next book because at this point they're flying off to go like do what the king tells them to do. Right. Which probably won't end up being exactly what they want it to be. Right. So because knowing the king at this point, well, at the end of last book, I really didn't believe he was capable of anything. <laughs> but then when we started this book, everything had changed. Right. Well, she's writing the A Court of Thorns and Roses books concurrently with these. I looked up the dates. So by this time, she's writing both okay. series. So she's got a lot of writing that she's doing right now, which mm-hmm. is probably why she's like, okay, I got this. I'm doing it. Like, I'm I'm locked in on my, like, story skills now. Because mm-hmm. by the end, when the king... Finally pulls his, like, I knew what was going on all along, and I've just been waiting for you guys to shoot your own selves in the foot. I was like, oh, okay. This is what I wanted at the end of last book and didn't get. So thank you so much for, it's horrific, but at least we're like, he's a believable bad character now. Yeah, and he's, yeah. yeah. Um, and on that, that's a great transition. Something I wanted to bring to the for, like, forefront really quickly is that something that 
grated your nerves to no end in the last book, which is where Selena plays dumb. She is inquisitive and smart and Nancy Drew. She's an Drew. entirely different She's character. a Nancy Drew mm-hmm. in yes. this book. Like yes. if she's, well, and I wanted to say if she's interested in something, she will go out of her way to make sure that she is the most knowledgeable, knowledgeable character. Uh, there's actually, I, I, I think it was, I even wrote down the chapter. It's when she's, she's like grilling Rowan. She's yeah. always grilling him. What is this? What was it? Why would it, why, why? Mm-hmm. You, you even get her inner monologue is thinking and rehashing and like trying to hash out stuff. We get the first time, which will be a, well, it will, stuff happens off page. Right, yeah. she'll figure something out off page, and then she presents it to us at another point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we get that for the first time in this book when she goes to see Maeve. Yes, and she's already had this plan on how she's going to get Rowan. Yeah, and we'll see that a lot. And so she really figures out. I like it when my main characters know more than everyone else, and I'm not even going to let my reader in on it. Well, she didn't need her to be dumb in this book. She didn't need her to spin her wheels on anything because we didn't need to pad it. We didn't need to stretch anything out because she was giving us so much happening. We were going to have a full book no matter what. Right. Just from the, because if you look at each individual character, what they accomplish, it's very small. Like Selena Aylin trains with Rowan, figures out um, what's happening with the soldiers that are getting snuck onto the, into the country. And then defends the fortress and sees Maeve and yep. rescues Rowan. And that's it. Like, that's all she does. It's like training, like defending. Like, plot-wise. Plot-wise. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't need her to to play dumb. She didn't need her to not figure things out because she had other stuff happening. Anytime Selena came to a point where she was like, okay, can't go any further or we'll be moving the plot into the next, like, chunk. Right. I, so I'll just switch. I'll do a short little Kale chapter here. I'll do a... Whatever, which is why dividing the party worked so much better in Mm -hmm. this. For sure. And it was like, I mean, (laughs) I was reading it and I was like, yeah, this is Aelin being really, or this is Selena being really smart right now because she's, one thing happens and then all of a sudden she's like putting together 10 different things that she's seen happen before. She sees the collar, the black collar, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, the, oh, no, no, no. It's the fingernail. She's, she gets the blood out of her fingernail, and she smells it. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh. she's back to her parents dying. Yeah. She's back to the castle. She's back to the tower. She's at the king. She's realizing she puts all the pieces together because yeah. she cleaned out underneath her nail. And I was like, that's what Rachel wants. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't want her to be like, ew, my nails are dirty, <laughs> and then come back to it four chapters What's later. That? Yeah. Yeah. Also, we have another name for Selena in this one. Yeah. Which is, I think, kind of cool because, you know, nameless. Yeah. She's for price. someone who's nameless, she's got a lot of names. She's yeah. What do they heart. call her in this one? Alentia? Yeah, well, but that's what Nehemia gave her that name. name yeah. for her. So she uses that. And Fireheart. With some people. Yeah, and then Fireheart. So we're still calling her. And narrate narration wise, we're calling her Selena through the whole book. Yeah, we don't even get that until really. I was really yeah, paying attention it's to only that. Rowan that really calls, calls her Aelin. It's not till the very end when she meets a little Aelin and she ends up like mm-hmm. accepting herself literally. And then yes. even after that, when she goes to Maeve, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really sweet spot too. I yeah. was gonna, I almost, 
I had some yeah. tightness. I got Wait, how would she describe I had a little it? pressure. I had a little <laughs> pressure, yeah. My eyes got tight. Um, even though when she goes to Maeve, which is after that, she is still referencing, the narrator is still referencing Selena. Aelin asked Selena. And I think what's meant to be, because I kept waiting for the shift. I'm like, yeah. what is it, a, like a part two? Is Because at some point, the story is no longer ever talking about Selena. Yeah. And I think it's at that very, the way this book ends with her saying, I am Aelin Galathinius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in our next book, well, She's two just, books from now. Um, right. Queen of Shadows, or is that what it's called? I think so. Maybe. Queen of Shadows, I think. I think it's going to be our girl. All Aelin all, all the way. Yeah. I like how quickly she put together where the last word key was. Yes. that's In, a, the, pre- that, in like, the previous book, she got the poem, <laughs> which was literally just like, there's a word key Wait, in the mountains. So, there's a word key over there. There's a word key here. And she's like, I don't understand. I know. And I, then this one, she was like, oh, the necklace, the necklace that I had when I, I was little, the I, necklace that was inherited by my father, my father, who was king of this castle. Yeah, I know. And I was <laughs> laughing. I was literally giggling because I was like, I wrote it down. Look, Amulet of Orin. I literally was like, see, Rachel, she's smart. <laughs> she gets it. In she, this book. In yes. this book, she's yeah. very smart. And she does. She puts it together. And it's not annoying. You're right. It's really yeah. nice when it's all of a sudden like our main characters are able to deduce the facts we need to yeah. move forward versus yeah. having a Baba Yellow Legs or who's a, an exposition queen in this one? I feel like there was another character that every time we heard from them, we got something good. Maybe the grandmother. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Maybe Emerus, the guy that yes, she talked to. Yes, Emerus. And I love them. Yeah. Malachi and Luca. Uh-huh. Sweet hey, and we get a same-sex mated couple in yeah. this. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. I wanted to ask if you noticed that. Yeah, except it could be different in this world. Because maybe. In the other world. It's a different universe. Yeah, it could be a different reason. Yeah, and I did. Well, and that's why I think it's a plot hole. I mean, she... It just doesn't make sense why she would have made that shift. I mean, I guess so. It's a different universe. It's a different universe. Fate yeah. works differently. Yep. Well, yeah. Maybe the magic... And maybe we do at some point get some sort of breakdown of, like, who builds the... Ma- Anyways, I don't know. Maybe when the when the universes cross over. Yeah, I'm hoping that you know. some of the magic shifts other people's powers mm-hmm. as they cross, you know? Like, Aelin in the magic... Without... Oh, wow. Oh, nice. wow, that was really that was dramatic. A gong. <laughs> that was a That was literal <laughs> gong. <laughs> nice. It reverbed for a minute. I, I just stopped feeling that in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sorry. Don't speak with your hands. Um, wait, what? What? <laughs> what were we talking about? Universes? The, ma- the magic's um, mingling and reaching equilibrium. Like they're mm. all, maybe they'll all change to be more like each other. Yeah. Right. Well, and then we know that there's realms where they work where they don't work. Yeah. Right. So, um, Yeah. We got a lot of new characters in this book. Yeah, and I think Rowan. Okay, yeah, you loved Rowan. Let's hear. I did. What do you Prince like about Rowan? Because Rowan was saying everything to Selena that I wanted to say. He to was Selena. a mean. I person. highlighted half of his lines when he's like, "You are a coward, and you are an idiot, and your people are dying, and you are sitting around eating chocolate cake and fucking with people." 
instead of going and doing your what you need to do to save time, them. You're a waste and of time, you're a waste of space, you're a waste. Thank you, Rowan. It was so rough. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't need her to go off and do it. I just needed someone to point out to her that she wasn't doing it and that she was being also, all sad and upset in her castle where her every need was taken care of and she had access to candy and cookies and cake. At every second of the day. I love it when she goes to the fortress and she's like, there's no bath in my room. Yeah. She just has a pitcher. And mm. she's like, but it's all cold and I have a cot. And she's I'm, a little bit spoiledy. She mentions that. She says, I've gotten spoiled. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I liked Rowan. Because he's at the very beginning when I was still really angry at Selena because she's still that. And he punches her in the face. I, the physical violence wasn't my favorite part. Yeah, but I guess they, like, we should have had more people. time in, in Dovier so we could have gotten more, like, it ground into our head that she had just spent a year being um, slashed and beaten yeah. and working in a, a salt mine. Because she comes out of the most horrendous, where people don't live more than three months, and immediately bounces back and almost, like, overcompensates by being yeah. this punky plucky little kid mm-hmm. and that doesn't the lack of us getting the insight we needed to recognize how much damage that did it really did make her seem like an annoying little kid yeah when in actuality she was just really trying to face what this weird stuff right yeah so, which you can retroactively apply to her right now that you're like okay yeah. Yeah. And I love and how... And that's what Rowan does. Yeah. He's and I, mean as shit to her. Yeah. He's a bully. I actually sent... Hannah, check out your TikTok. I sent you like 12 different things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because I just wanted to easily as- access them. And one of them is, have you seen that trend? You might have created this trend. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> um, where they put like inspira- like funny inspirational quotes that aren't really inspirational quotes to like music uh-huh. and it's like all the, all the yeah. shit that Rowan said to <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Perfect. Like he's like do he you know he even tells her do you need a lashing and then he sees her bite back with I will kill you if yeah. you touch me. Which he's, yeah. he apologizes for later yeah. cuz he's like I didn't know and you didn't s- tell me nobody told me. Yeah, and as soon yeah. as he realizes that she's not this spoiled little brat but is actually this had this lifetime of intense violence he's like oh okay and she yeah she really matures a lot yeah in, from 18 to 19 and i like the slow build up between a friendship between rowan and yes Palin. because often with sarah j mass we'll be really angry at each other and then all of a sudden it's like well, i don't know he's really hot when he yells at me like that, that sexual tension <laughs> well and they hate each other and yeah, they there's they have an, an intense hate of each other. I mean, yeah. they are like he says mirrors of each other. They're both grieving this incredible loss. She's finally dealing with it. It's like she was go 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 and now all of a sudden she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to drink and gamble and fuck around and find out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to punish myself. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna get drunk and stare at this hawk in the tree. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, weird that that hawk keeps showing up. Stupid hawk. Silly (laughs) old bird. Fucking bird following me around. (laughs) (laughs) 
Must be waiting for me to die. Same one that's outside the window listening to the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Rowan was, I think, sorry, pause. The I forget. It'll take it out. It was okay. It'll take it out. <laughs> I think Rowan, I think this character, this, this relationship is really well done. Me yes. too. Yeah. And it, it, the payoff and where it goes and like the slow burn for it mm-hmm. is, it's really great. And I she hate- doesn't need, she doesn't need another boyfriend. No. She needs this person that's a protector because she's always protecting and she's failed. And so for her With to meet. Karen Yeah. That's not the only place that I've heard that. Have you seen that in other books? No. They, they use it in Shadowhunters. Really? Mm-hmm. And it, means, a... and it means soulmate. Huh. But. Well, in this reference, it's more like power mate. Like my power speaks to your power. Right. And it's incredibly rare. Yeah. I love that he just like, we mention it once. Yeah. And then. And he's like, well, he's like, this is probably going to be fine. And he has. just going to be. That's, he's like, he's like, here's what happens. It either works or you die or together. You, die. <laughs> you both burn out and die together. It's yeah. going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's like, well, you're going to die anyway. So yeah. I'm going to shoot my shot here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone dies one day. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that was really, yeah, I forgot about that part. That he just comes yeah. in and he's like, yeah, we're Karenons now. Yeah. Let's yeah. try it. I love the part where she's like, I claim you as my friend. Yeah. Let's be best friends. Right. Because he's so yeah. resistant to even being kind to each other. Yeah. And I love the part where when watching Rowan um, soften and watching Rowan mm-hmm. finally like that, that record stop where he sees how beat up she is. And yes. is like, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What? You're not a princess that eats chocolate cake all the time? And it's just a brat. And like watching him be become protective. And then there's these moments where it's like she got really, really protective. Like Faye protective, yeah. jealous of another character. And you're like, that's not. Her that's instincts not what friends, start. But yeah. they blame what, it on the Karenon. Right. And that's. That's not a friend's. That's not a friend thing, though. No, she's just like I'm, I'm not t- like I'm becoming too fey. That's what she yeah, says. She's yeah, like, and I've then, been spending too just, much time. And then yeah. Rowan does it too. And I love that they bring in the scent thing. That sometimes scents can just trigger a response from like a fey male. That's yeah. true or, for me in my everyday life. So. <laughs> <laughs> scents are triggering. <laughs> you guys like my uh, plague scentsy idea? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to do it. <laughs> Patent plague scented. <laughs> if there, I don't care if there's a plague sensi in there. You know what a sensi is? Yes. Okay. Of course you do. You guys are moms. Yeah. People like, get. They're like, do you want to be part of my multi-level marketing scheme? No thanks. I already have a podcast. I'm already not making money for too much work. <laughs> All right. I'll buy one if you leave me alone for one year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's why people buy that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I will buy. I don't care what one anyone paper says. Chef item. One cent. You got to get the ice cream scoop that heats up with your hand. Mm. But whoop, whoop, whoop. Sorry. 
Back Didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Leggings. Yeah. We were on like face tattoos. Oh, face tattoo. That's a great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's straight up face tattooed. Yeah. Like straight up all the way down his body. Yeah. He's almost like a Malfoy. He's like a Draco looking mm-hmm. tall. He's 6'4", y'all. I'm into it. Of course he is. Yep. 6'4", massively triangle shaped. Face tattoo with language this beautiful spoken elven that I'm sure goes elves, all the way down his body. Oh, all the way down his body. And yep. not and at no <laughs> point is she like, that's a sexy motherfucker. Until yeah. later. Yeah. At first they but I think that when if you ever meet someone in real life that you I don't know if this has happened for you, but a man that you instantly cannot stand, that normally says something. Yeah. It's normally I don't know. I find that those are those tend to be the men that I end up dating. It's fine. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate you. And then that shit turns around. So you identify strongly with this? Um, yeah. Well, I just well, I, not that I, I. I'm 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 healed enough to where I prefer kindness and yeah, like right, yeah. But he's kind eventually. He's kind when he respects her. I know. And, After he sees her scars. But I just I love. I love how she builds in all of these things that when their relationship I love goes their friendship. Diff- yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their talks and their, you know, even before. I know that part where she's like, I just really like talking and communicating with him. It's like, <laughs> who, the f- who the fuck is this? I know, exactly. <laughs> You're like, just like oh, being open oh. and honest with him and asking him all kinds of questions about his life and <laughs> hearing about all his stories. I was like, oh, this is the Aelin they wanted me to meet for the last two yeah. books. Yes. It is. Yes. She really does figure it out. Yeah. And so now when you carry this person with your heart, it's hard for people to say not so, nice things yeah. about her. <laughs> Once you've like gone down this long yeah. road yeah, with but somebody. This is, again, a different character. That's true. She's I mean, she's, she's fully formed. Yeah, and she's figuring things. She Sarah she's gone has through caught to the other her side. vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she yeah. still has a lot to learn. She's also does is Court of Thorns and Roses out by the time this book comes yeah, out? Yeah, I think so. The first one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I would say Mist and Fury is where that book starts, and yes. this book starts here, and yeah. that is a synonymous opinion throughout mm-hmm. the fandom. Throughout yeah. the army of mass fans. Yep. That is the idea. Yeah, I would say that. You could almost, you need the first two books because you need to know why she's here. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of plot Yeah, that we need to um, carry over. I'll, I'll say a thing that annoys, not annoys, that's the wrong term. I'm just like, is this, uh, and this happens with Aelin a lot, which is why I'm glad she brings in other strong females. Everybody gets really Aelin-centric. So, yeah. and we see that with Kaol and Adian. And I love that they get to spend so much time together because it's, yes. Kaol knows her now. Yeah. He knows Selena Sardothian. And Adian knows eight-year-old, Aelin. she was going to be queen. She's half fae. She's fae. And they're bonded. Kaol and Adian? Adian and um, Aelin. Well, they're like brother and sister. Well, they mentioned that there's actually like a. They haven't, he hasn't done it yet. Oh, okay. He the is, blood oath. Yeah. He, yeah. He is supposed to be her like number one queen's guard protector. It helped me a lot with Kale and Adian 
and to a certain extent, Dorian, when I reframed a lot of what they were talking about with honor culture. Sure. So I watch a lot of K-dramas and it's a huge honor culture. Yeah. And so Kale is the classic, um, uh, what's it called? I wrote it in the book. Noble Idiot. He's the like classic honor culture noble idiot. The, right. Like, I will take all of this on. I will tell you none of it because I don't want you to have to suffer. I will suffer for you. And sure. if I even tell you about it, you might suffer knowing mm-hmm. that I'm doing this for you. So don't worry. I'll just take care of it. And that is just, that's another way of saying stubborn to the point of stupidity. Right. In a really like positive light. Like you need that. Yeah. So yeah. this... Th- that helped me a lot. And Kale for this gets section. a lot smarter in this book too. Yeah, everybody gets way smarter. Yeah, because they're all figuring it out. Yeah, and Sarah J. Mass is figuring them out, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. Again, she didn't need them to be dumb because we needed it moving. Right, and so we finally hit the ground running, and we yeah. do. And she, I think she, I think she did a thing that, you know, you can tell when she's not doing, where she's like, "This is my plan for the series." Yeah. And so she she was she had to go, and this is how we're going to get there. And I think this book is really efficient. It is, even though you know what I mean. Like I I was I'm specifically looking for places where it's lulling, and there weren't. I mean, I like every moment of it. I was like, oh, delicious! I'll listen again, <laughs> morsel, morsel, morsel. I can't listen to it while yeah. I'm going to sleep because I don't want to fall asleep and not hear it. Right. right? Yeah. And um, but I love the Adian and Kale dynamic. I think they're both great characters. Seeing Adian be so, his entire life purpose from being a born was I'm going to be the person that is her right hand man. I am the hand of the queen. Yeah. I will protect her. I will never leave her side. Like that was his whole life's mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and then we get that, you know, he's half fae and he's incredibly talented and smart and skilled and he has been loyal to no end. And, I love that she mentions the reason why we've never heard of him before is because she kept coming across all these I, stories of him working for the king. Yeah. So she just forgot and compartmentalized and pushed him away. Yeah. Yeah. He's another um, man whore. Yeah. Amaranth's yeah. whore. Yeah. She likes the so ding, ding, Amaranth's ding. whore. <laughs> Yeah, she never Arlan's calls women whores. Whore. She She'll loves only a call a man a whore. Yeah. And men that are whores in her universes are men that are just simping for They're usually a king like or... really smart. They're, and usually they're, misunderstood. It's yeah, like you're they're posing in for the long never, game. Yeah. It's yeah. never. Yeah. Yeah, the character who actually does the least in this book is Adian because he's really just there to bring Kale up to speed. Yep. Um, it's fine. It works just great because it gives Kale the development that he needs and it introduces us to Adian because we've spent two books with Kale. Yeah. And Adian just showed up. And it's another and it also allows us to get another scope and view of Aelin. Yeah. And that is we actually get some Kale and Dorian, which Yeah, and their relationship is kind of tense too right, right now because of the noble idiot trope which yeah. is what kale is doing mm-hmm. which is i don't care if you don't like me anymore because i'm doing this because i love you and i know better and i know better and i know better and i have to protect you because what what's really happened is because he was in love with selena his loyalties have switched yeah he and that happens you fall in love with someone they open your eyes he's no longer blindsided to how evil the king is he knows there's evil creatures running around. Everybody's got one of these black rings. And he's trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Thank and they God. Do. Yeah. And they do. And they do. Yeah. They figure out, okay, so 
I love how they go with the birds. They're like, well, a wave of birds came from this direction and a wave of birds came from that direction. (laughs) Kale's like, why the fuck are we talking about birds? (laughs) And he's like, because I'm a trained hunter and I know what birds sound like from Indovier. That part literally made me laugh out loud. I was just thinking. Yeah. He's like, "Um, the only thing I had in my tower where they kept me were the birds. Okay. Okay. And and all of a sudden I saw birds from this region and then I saw birds from that region and that's how I know that like there were waves and whatever. And we didn't lose magic immediately. We lost it on this day. And I thought that was really cool. That's like some Sherlock Holmes shit. Yeah. Like your special set of bird skills allowed us to put together that there's three towers in a perfect triangle. (laughs) Five fifty miles or five hundred miles away from yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, perfectly whatever. And right. but the only part that makes zero sense is when he tests it with Thorian and he just puts the crystals and then he puts the bowl and he like directs magic between the crystals and then the bowl freezes and he's like, oh, okay, that's exactly how it happened. And you're like, I did not understand. You're like, what? What? How does that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> li- Why would the bowl freeze and that? But he's like, completely proves my point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm really glad that you said that because the I, crystals in the bowl. I was like, I was so confused. That's fine. It doesn't make sense. Okay, and it, yeah. it doesn't have to. It doesn't have. But to. I really it did didn't listen ca- to it a couple times. I, Even Dorian is like, and, "What the hell are you talking about, man? Like, what, what, did we, what did I just do?" And he's like, "Whatever." And he just knocks the <laughs> yeah knocks the crystal over. Okay, I got twelve it's like crystals. They're trying. It's okay, they're trying to figure it out. What about Sorsha? Oh, I love her. We finally meet Sweet. some NPCs. I love that we finally talked about it because they're always like, and then a healer came and fixed me. And I'm like, well, didn't the healer know that you <laughs> NPCs. Were like, like the healer showed up and you had like sword wounds and they fixed you up and they absolutely didn't go back and be like, oh my God, you guys, Selena got cut by you something. Guys are not going to believe what I just saw. That dog had a bite like a shark on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that we, dog had some shark bites. No, so she we, sure did. And she kept that to herself. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I, seeing the hints, all along. I mean, they totally there. You're like, yeah, eh, Sorsha. Again, okay. the only part of this that doesn't make a ton of sense is Sorsha is a trained spy, but she throws her handwritten spy instructions in her trash can. <laughs> She's just like, oh, well, she thinks God. they're they're coded. So she thinks, I don't know what she's thinking. It's fine. It, I'll tell you what she was thinking. She was, thinking, she was hey, distracted Dorian. by Dorian, yeah. who is she's sexy as real, yeah. sexy man. Yeah. And she's just he been is crushing. also kind and caring yeah. and a brilliant leader. He doesn't and punch me in the face <laughs> the when I hurt him with my ointment. Sapphire eyes. And, sapphire yeah. eyes <laughs> and big broody muscles and... Honestly, what we learn about him in future books about his sexual preferences make him even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> He's got four arms, two of them magic. No big deal. <laughs> oh, shit. Little... Put that in the next one. <laughs> I don't think that's bonded. a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a teaser. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, Ooh, wait yeah. for oh. it. Four yeah. arms, my friend. Potentially four. more. Um, <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. I, I love that story. It's really sweet. And it's really important for, like I said, the ongoing what like our themes the sarah yeah. j mass universe it's all about love and how love awakens us how love motivates us how love changes us yeah and the like loss and grief and um friendship and groups and community i love that that's my favorite i think that's why i love the 13 so much mm-hmm. um but the 13 was such a unique choice because that's a lot of names and characters to juggle 
And you don't have to really know them all. She, I almost, she only names some of them. Well, she, we'll learn all of them. And I was going to write down all of them, but I was like, it's too soon. It's too soon for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we get little. We get a little over the next few books. We get a glimpse at the 13, and it's just they're an incredible – like strategy strategy they're strategists yeah and they're they are they they're unbeatable they're just you know and they're just so happy to have their flying puppies mm-hmm. that yeah. they love and they're all so good to each other and they they love each other so much but they have to pretend they don't right <laughs> they have to call yeah. it loyalty and obedience yeah uh-huh. but really they just love each other oh they and really i looked it up other. and the croc and witches do have blue blood so all the witches, all witches have, have blue, blue blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were talking about how the blue bloods are blue bloods, but everybody has blue everybody blood. Everybody has blue blood. And then the yellow legs have yellow legs, but then the black beaks but, are just black beaks. They don't have like a yeah. black beak. Uh-uh. Or anything. And the crockins typically wear the red cloaks. Yes. Manon yeah. wears a red cloak because she's stolen it from the crockins that she's killed. Yeah. Right. And the crockins are fey vogue, and the iron teeth are vogue fey, meaning that... They were both cross cross species, but they took on one inherits more more of the other. So the fae and the crockins sided with. Sorry, are you looking at my hands? No, no, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about next. Okay, the crockins sided with uh, Brannon, and the Volg, the Iron Teeth, sided with the Volg in that war. That war, yeah. Mm Hmm. And which is where they're, and then nobody wanted witches around, which is why they got their own little wasteland. And when we read the next book, all of those he they talk about redheaded lady in the west so much, and I just I never caught it the first read through. Yeah, so we're gonna Same. see so many like you're gonna be like, oh, that's why she kept saying that. That was weird. Oh, it's because this character. Like this merchant that just sells spider yeah. silk. Yeah. Oh, I love spiders it. Spiders are cool. The spiders were cool. Yeah. Yeah. We met giant. Aragon. Slightly sentient Aragog. spiders. That yes, are actually kind of like. And then we found a golden ring in a mountain, like a mountain cave with a lake in it. Oh, interesting. And a monster. And a I monster. I was like, oh, is that going to make her invisible? Because boop, boop, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just. Paying homage. Yeah, I was waiting for it to come back. It does, of course, come back. And it but doesn't was... make her invisible. No. You're but in it does deep go. now. Even if it did make it, her invisible, you're it, sticking well, around does, to the end. It does do something sort of like that, though. Oh. It's just not like a physical invisibility. Mm. Um, but, yeah, with a ruby the size of a chicken egg on the yeah. end of a hill, which ends up, well, which is, Aelin takes, and is like, it's like, the sword's name is Goldrin, and that's her sword now. Yeah. And that came from Brandon. Glam during the faux hammer. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> That's Gandalf's sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I like how she's, Rowan can, well, Rowan orchestrates it, but it's really, I love it when she's trying to be sneaky and it doesn't come off as sneaky. Like, he takes her to this mountain lake and freezes it and is like, go out there and save, save the guy in the ice while I quietly go rummage over in this like <laughs> alcove over here where I have conveniently hidden the thing that I actually want you in but here But isn't get. that the point of it? Because he's realized that the only time her she can shift is when she's trying to protect someone. It's that, but it's also he wants to get this to her. But doesn't he find the sword? 
he he goes there to give her that she thinks about that when they're in Dorindel or Don so he Donadel. But the didn't he like? Maids, but didn't he Dornel. like? Did he know the sword was there? Or did uh-huh. he find the sword? That's what she says. She's like, uh, he knew I was going to need this later, and so he gave this to me so I would have it for. So this he moment. knew it was there. Yeah. Oh, I thought he found it and then he realized what it was and was like, "This needs to be hers." So did I. Like, I feel like I need to go back and read that again. Me too. I thought he found it. I thought he was like, "Oh, look at this magical golden sword." Oh, hell, this is Goldrin. <laughs> oh, gosh, she needs this more than I do. That's Aelin Galathinius. Thank the leader you, Rachel, of worlds. for explaining You're it to welcome. us. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, he gave this to me for this moment. That's why he mentions the ring. He's like, I hope you find a good use for it. Because she's like, hey, I found that ring. We never talked about the ring. And he's like, I don't want to talk so about the ring. Do we but I hope you find a good find use for it. How he knew it was in there? He mm-hmm. probably came across it on his on his wanderings. Yeah, and, yeah, on all his wanderings, all of his adventures. Yeah, yeah, his hot guy wanderings. You want to talk mm-hmm. about hot guys? Let's talk about the cadre. The cadre, cadre six. Oh of them. yeah, yes, ooh, the ones that e, show ah, up. Ooh, ah, e. Okay, who? Lorkin. He she is- describes all of them as hot. She never once is like Rowan's pretty. He's pretty like um, uh, there's one point where she's like, as much as I hate him, I had to admit he looked kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. But the other one, she's like, that guy. Oof, that Lorcan, dude's hot. Lorcan is like six, seven and like dark. Of course he is. And, and <laughs> yeah. And Lorcan like, is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I like to spell it F-I-O-O-O-O-N-E. <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Lorcan is, and then uh, Gavriel, who is such a sweet character. He's like one of our kitty cat. Kitty what cat. does she call him? Kitty cat. She does. Kitty, kitty, kitty cat friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kitty cat. I love that. <laughs> hey, you little kitty. Um, and then Connell and Karen are wolves, like a black yep. wolf and a white Twins. wolf. And then Vaughn is an osprey. And they are this just roaming unit of badass yeah, <laughs> the sexiest men in the realm. Obviously. They have to. They yeah. always have to be like incredibly attractive. I mean, think I'm about it. One if of them's like were... seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> yeah. If you well, were Lorcan, a queen, Lorcan's the tallest, and Lorcan's only demi fey. So Rowan's full fey. Lorcan's and Lor- Lor- Lorcan and Rowan. Well, we don't talk about Lorcan a lot in this book, so I won't say that. Yeah, let's not. No, they show up just to fight, and then they're again at Maeve's place. And they are all, you can tell how interconnected they are, though, when she's like, hey, I will trade you this golden ring, the one ring, to rule them (laughs) all. And they're all like. (laughs) And they're like, huh? You can just see them, like, going back and forth for Rowan. We can do that? Well, Rowan's new girlfriend wants, whoa, she's going to get him out of the blood oath? Because you can, like, feel that they're not necessarily... Enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about Maeve? She's appropriately Maeve, our fae queen. Right. <laughs> That's not new. Mab and Maeve are often names for fae queens or like yeah. the fae queen. And then there's a third one, this other sister. I wrote it down. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mab and Mora. Um, yeah. Well, and Maeve seems really, really old. And she, to me. She, she is really, really old. Really, really old. Yeah. And, and she seems and I caught this on the first read. I was like, she's a lot darker to me than most fairy queens. But, you know. She reminded me a lot of the, I think her name is Mab in the um, Dresden Files. Mm. 
there's the fae queen of winter whose name is Mab. And she's extremely similar where it's like everything she says, she means something completely different and you have to prepare for it. She's a little bit scary. Yeah, she's really scary. And you're like, what, yeah. the, what are you up to, lady? And I'm just, just super jealous of her because she's got these six hot mens. Totally wasted. doing it, whatever she says. Yeah. The blood oath was drinking blood. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, he bites her a lot. Yeah, he does. There's definitely situations where he could have just slapped her. I mean, we've punched her before, so that's it's yeah. definitely broken ground. I mean, he's, but like, he's kind of mean. Yeah. 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 But when he's like trying to get her attention when she's falling under the spell of the the Volg or whatever, mm-hmm. and instead of just like slapping her or shaking her, he bites her on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And then he always has like her blood running down his face. Yeah. Just as like a fae. Very feral, animalistic. Feral, animalistic thing. Yeah. How about Sorsha getting her head chopped off? I know. It's really sad. sad. Poor and Dorian, Dorian getting Dorian getting clocked for or collared. Yeah. And yeah. Adian ends up in jail and Kale is out on the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a man without a title. Yep. Out and about trying to bring One in justice. the streets. And then he tells Mort where he's going. He's like, I know Mort- you're not talking to me, but I'm gonna <laughs> I know she haven't spoke this entire book. Mort's not in it at all. It almost no. feels like they couldn't. I like, I have to keep remembering. Like, it's not like they couldn't get the actor to be there. Like, she just like <laughs> wrote Mort silent. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I don't need Mort. Last <clears throat> book, we needed Mort. We don't need Mort, Mort will anymore. Only come. Yeah, I liked getting away from um, the. Uh, I I think it's always funny in these books because. The stuff that's happening is so big. You know, it feels like it's like a worldwide event. But it's not. It's just this one continent. Yeah. This is one continent without magic. And then the rest of the continents on the world have magic. Yeah, they're fine. And moving through life like nothing. And You know what I mean? I just feel like there would be a more worldwide effort. It's like this is happening in the Middle East. Yeah. And we're over here like. Wow. Doesn't affect us. That's fine. Peace in the Middle East right now. Yeah, I'm just saying as a illustration of sure, what sure, it would sure. feel like. Yeah, is it, it feels extremely distant for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, we don't want anything to do with y'all because what y'all got going on over there is called fascism, dictatorship. <laughs> uh, we're not going to play with the dictatorship over there. No, the evil people with your salt mines and your calicutta i love that we get this one spot in um the previous book where we talk about this uprising and not until chapter 42 do we get the information that they killed everybody that that's what happened and it becomes i mean i like it when she does that she said this thing two books ago Mm -hmm. or a book ago and then 42 chapters later we're like this is why it's a big deal and this is how it motivates our and this is why it needed to happen here but yeah. anyone notice that um, Aelin's dad's name is Ro, and then Rowan's name is Rowan, her new best friend? I don't know. I don't know. Is her dad's name Ro? Yeah. Oh. Weird, huh? And I don't understand. Her di- Was her dad king or was uh-uh. her uncle king? Her uncle was king. And her uncle didn't have kids? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, yeah. Um, I like the flashback. I really enjoyed the flashbacks yeah. to when she was little. Yeah, and like her going me. through 
and her actually reasoning through it, like, oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't my fault. Yes. The king was doing that to me. And yes. Now, and she figured that out so really fast. And it's like, for everything to come. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I was just like, oh, so nice. Yeah. And she's not like, I can't believe I, that's, I wonder where that worm came from. Maybe it was in my food. I don't know. Like, I was so much happier with this character because she was like, oh, that fucking king did that to me. Yeah. He wanted me to do yes. that. He wanted that demonstration. Yeah. And this is the, um, I bet that she had her professors read this book or she had somebody she, read her story. Somebody was like. And gave really good notes. Yeah. Or Bloomsbury saw how well it was doing and had a real editor come in and say, this is where you need to shift. Yeah. And this is where you need to take Shift. it. And you... <laughs> <laughs> poor, yeah. Poor Selena. Yeah. Try so Shift, hard. damn it. Yeah. It is hard that she couldn't she couldn't get her shit together. Yeah. And once again, the like, oh no, we talked about that in Serpents in the Wings of Night, because the gods in that universe are like real. Right. And right? so yeah. in this universe, <gasps> I'm they reading are that right again. now. How far in? Like chapter four or five. That's good, man. My Kindle died, so I had to plug it up. Oh, no. But then, but like Maya, the sun goddess, we actually, like, she's a presence. Selena can feel her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll wait. I was like, um, oh, okay. But overall, I'm really glad to hear that this book connected better that you connected yes. to this. That she makes got, me feel a lot better. Mm, about, she's figured it out. Yeah. And th this will be the character that we get to g move along with and grow yeah. with for the next. And everybody got to be better. Kale yeah. got to be better. Dorian got to be better because we weren't just spending our time simping over Selena. Yeah. He, and uh, Kale's even like, it hurts right now, but I'm going to get over this. Yeah. And he's Thank so. the Lord. Right. Yeah. But he's going to be emo about it. And he's dead on. Like, and I really. You know, when she broke up with him, you couldn't, you can't go back to somebody that you beat the fuck out of. No. Beat up. I no. going back. You know what your husband said the other night? He doesn't use profanity. And so I'm like. Okay. He does. He didn't for a long time. And so for a while, it was like watching an old person try to cuss. He'd be like, well, shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And then he'd look so proud of himself. I like, did it. Yeah. <laughs> Other, and then otherwise, I, it's so funny. A lady that I work with, and I won't use names, because every time I use names, you cut that out, and I won't do it anymore. Because I told the best story last week, and it got cut out. <laughs> because you said like, Their name. specifically where you work. Ah, yes. Okay. I okay. Will. Thank you. Thank you. But You're tell welcome. me later. Well, or I might bring the story up again because it's one of my favorite yeah, stories. Okay. And just it's don't, really relevant. Just don't be like, you know, that person I work with, that person I work with at my real my realtor firm, the name of my realtor firm. <laughs> here's our the, address here's is. the name and address. And so you can find me. This is number. where I live. Please, Her license number don't is. Don't call me, text me. Please just show up at my front door. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Especially after that podcaster just got killed. Did you hear about that? What? what? There was a podcaster that was killed by like a fan. She had a <gasps> fan that was like stalking her. What podcaster? She was. Was a, she a true crime podcaster? I don't know if she that was would true be crime, but it was much. like she had filed a restraining order and all because they oh, had found no. her. We'll have to look look that up. That's psycho. They killed her and her husband and then killed <gasps> himself. Oh, was it a was it a man? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know what Matt um, said? What 
he said you were talking about something about men. And he was like, well, I always like to hang out with women. And he were like, you don't count. And he goes, I really felt like it was a compliment that I'm not a man to Kate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Oh, that's so nice. It is a compliment. Well, I didn't mean it like that. I don't know if that's what happened. I think he was just saying, because you were talking about your voice and how a lot of men don't like female voices. And right, he was right, like, right. well, I do because I hang out with a lot of women. And you were like, but you don't count. And he was like, I really take it as a compliment that I don't count as a man to Kate. Well, <laughs> that's not what she meant, but I get what I, he says. I, I genuinely think that he's a, like, a top-notch. He top, means, like, I, man. No, like, yeah, like, like, he's not a... a Dude, bro. bro. Yeah. Bag. Actually, the first time I saw y'all, I didn't know you guys yet. And I was at our mutual friend's house. And (laughs) I was like, you were in the house. Or maybe you weren't there yet. He walked around the house. And I was like, "Um, there's a bro walking through your yard. Yeah, he was wearing his um, She-Ra high-fiving rainbow bright shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I didn't see that. I just saw this guy in, like, shorts. I was like, yo, there's a bro walking through the yard. Um, No, but he's so... He's, I mean, he's not the kind of guy I'm talking about. Right, he's yeah. A, he, that's what he meant. He's a man that was, can listen to he a He was woman. serious. Yes. He, he, that's yeah. what he meant. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, yeah. good. I, he's a, like, I genuinely think that there are people out there that aren't good at listening to women's voices. Yeah. And my, I was talking about my insecurity about how my, how feminine and, like, short my vocal cords are so my voice is like 10 octaves higher than most people i'm very high pitched and then i get really excited and that like i'm jealous and of rachel's and yours podcast voices <laughs> see i had no idea what my voice sounded like until about two weeks ago mm. so you have nice deep i had no idea deep voices like, is that my voice <laughs> my voice why do i sound so husky <laughs> well sultry and- yeah, and you just have a clear speaking. Meanwhile, I have spit in my mouth. I can barely form sentences, and I'm high pitched and really passionate and excited. <laughs> hey, all it's good. Excited you don't fine. want all the same pitches. No, right? You know, right? But I'm. We need I, you, Kate. I'm glad that he knows that I don't see him as um, a bro. Yeah, I, he's bro. a not all men to me. Yeah, but in a good, positive way. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. He yeah. Pushed. Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Love that for that's great. I don't I don't yeah. I don't know. This was a good I just this was a better book. Yeah, it yeah. was. In, I, in summary, she finally figured it out. Because yeah. we actually get Selena thinking through things. Like when she realizes that the amulet is a word key. Instantly. And she's like she's like, Oh shit, but I lost it. And, and then she's, she's like, like, No, I wouldn't have lost it. And then she it's goes a word key. And then she goes, I understand the stakes of that. So my next step is to get back there and find it. Yeah. And that's when we get to go visit her past and meet Arabin, who right. we have some people have already met because they read this other book first, because they read it chronologically. And that is where we're headed, is we're going back to all these short little stories yeah. where she's chasing pirates and you know we get to see assassin elena um or selena actually so um i'm excited I'm interested to to get your take on that because we do have to go back, back to bratty mm. we gotta go bratty we gotta a go little bit. back to bratty for a little bit but we'll be right back to this okay well, and she's i'm just fine hang with on to this it wasn't necessarily the character it was sarah j mass was very fixated on praising that character so every time Selena was doing something, like anytime she was doing anything that seemed like 
stupendous or whatever. We would literally switch to an outside point of view so that we could be like, wow, look how good she is at that. Wow, she's really fast. Wow, that's the best character I have ever seen written in a novel ever. And so after a while, you're like, okay, but back it up for yeah. me. Yeah, well, and back this, it up. For and me. I think she does. She, she does do a little bit of that in this too, because I do get a little bit annoyed when everybody becomes a specific female character centric. Yeah, like every man in the book is just constantly thinking about her. And when you think about where she's going and who she does become, it makes a lot of sense. She does need to be the person that inspires loyalty and, you know, like... Yeah, have that personality magnetism. Right, and she does. Um, But that Kaol-Adian thing where they were both kind of really both completely motivated by her, um, it was... I I really love hearing Adian talk about her and how much love... How many... She is loved. Mm -hmm. And... um, her understanding what that means and um yeah this book is great it, the details are great the magic's great it just opens it up the the witches and the puppy the flying puppies is just my favorite thing i love it manon is so great you know she's just she's a very smart character too yeah she's super smart yeah she's almost like she's it's almost like how she wanted selena to be yes how she wanted Selena to and present she was like, in the I first need to couple of books. Start over. And like, yeah. Manon immediately mm. comes off as. Because as soon as she realizes, like, that meat smells funny, she's like, okay, then we're not eating it anymore. Yeah. He I don't need an explanation. I don't need to. This isn't some kind of dr- trick or a joke or whatever. I can just immediately be like, okay, this is probably bad for you. We're going to try doing something different. Yeah. Let's go up to the mountaintop and eat some goats. Yeah. 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 Fresh goat. Fresh goat. Right. Must have been a lot of goats. Yeah. <laughs> mountain goats. Because even the yeah. blue bloods were like hundreds started of, doing that too. Hundreds like, of mountain goats. How many I goats mean there are a lot of mountains. There's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of mountains. Yeah. I guess. Like, they and, can fly. So, you know, they're covering Yeah, they're not just, just going out and like there's just, just wiped out their mountain goats. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about our bad guy and what we've learned in this book and then we can I feel like that would be a Decent yeah. place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, we've learned that the collars are allowing Vogue princes and these dark creatures from other realms to inhibit. Inhabit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was about to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And inhi- inhibit it, their personality from yeah. remaining themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inhabit f- magical creatures. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that demi-phase are best because they just take... Better. They're already so magical. So anytime can... we see the black ring, it was really cool that Adian figured out the black ring instantly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. bro, I'm not wearing your ring. Again, it Threw was it just in like, the sea. that smells bad. I'm going to just kind of get right. another one. Um, We've learned that there is a host in Mor- Ra- Morath, Morath, which yeah. sounds a lot like Morgoth. It does a little bit. Uh, or Mordor. <laughs> Mordor just, is I what feel I'm like, thinking. I just feel like those sounds make... It's because it's part of the, like, fantasy. Sea lore. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds evil. Um, So we know that, you know, Ardalan, King Ardalan is... (laughs) Otterland. 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 Like, think of the otter. Otterland. Yeah. Otterland. Otterland. No D. Otterland. It's not a a hard D. There is no D. So. Mm -hmm. Otterland. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Otterlin is um, he about to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. He's been planning yeah. this for a really long time. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. He, he is trying to work with the Volg without being in complete control of them. So you get the sense that he's probably as much a pawn as as he is, thinks he's in charge of it, but he's probably more of a pawn because she points out several times, well, if he doesn't have all the word keys, then he's playing a dangerous game. Right. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. That's really intuitive of you, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> didn't catch that in this book. It's fine. Um, because they mentioned it like a couple of times. Yeah. No, and you're definitely he right. He is also wearing a ring, isn't he? Yeah. The king? Yeah. yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Dana, you good? I the just face. thought, <laughs> you know who we didn't talk about? Who? Was uh, old Gimpy. All this. Elite? Elite. Oh, she's okay. So Elite is mentioned several times in this book, and I had never noticed her name. And she'll, she will, we will meet more of her. So Elite, when we get that flashback with Marion, who was her mom's best friend and handmaid, and how her daughter, yeah, her Her daughter, Elite was Marion. And so Marion, I've only seen it written. Yeah, (laughs) right. I thought it was Marianne. I had only ever heard it. Mm. So, um, but it's Marion. Um, so we get mention of Marion, and I love that we get this part in the book where she goes, it's just such a small part where she's like, I'm not going to talk about that. And she's like, that's not what makes me feel the most bad. It's not my parents dying that makes me feel the most yeah. bad. Yeah. And it makes so much more sense why the Nehemiah is sacrificed. Yes. It comes in and it brings it full circle. And yeah. so we get this small mention, and I'm like, wait, wait, Aylin, I want to know more about that. And then later on, we get this flashback where she's like, Marion who had this little girl who was my mom's best friend, she literally sacrificed herself so that I could get out. And she told me, you know, take this, run, and you you be something. Her mom gave her the amulet that night. You, yeah. You have to be something. You have to do something. And she wasted it. And so now that, like, when we get that full circle, we're like, oh, this is why you're such an asshole. Yeah. This is why you're so this like you get m- such a fuller glimpse. Like she's so much more of a full character. Yeah. And it's really unfair that the second book is the way it is. <laughs> Cuz I was looking up some more other criticism of it and sure. it, it was like I could have written it. Yeah. Because I'm not the only one who had the problems with the second book that I had, mm-hmm. but yeah. it would be really unfair to quit in the second book because the second book is so challenging and right. then not get to this book. Right. Yeah. And Sarah J. Mass makes some choices in the second book that I think really turn a lot of people off. And it would be worth, they're never going to revisit it, but it'd be worth it. Like, Nahimi is the only named character of color in the first two books. Yeah. And she dies so that the whiny white girl can go fulfill her destiny. Right. Yeah. Yep. And when not knowing any of this backstory, you're like, well, that. Okay, great. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. White lady Sarah. Really appreciate that. Well, this is also a, that's also like a 2012, 2013 book, which is also still in the office era, still in the era where the stuff being written and put on TV just wasn't quite up to par yet. Yeah. So we have really shifted culturally. Yeah. But if we had this, like, if we, we had, not that we needed to reveal this in the second book, but- the number of people that would be turned off by that and don't move on to find out more. But she if could we have, had had this well-roundedness. Yeah. And she could have given us a glimpse of this right. in the second book. 
to make it so we understood why she freaked the fuck out over Nehemia. Instead of leaving us going, well, the, okay, I mean, yeah. it was shitty. It was terrible. I'm like, I'm, I'm mad. I'm as mad as you are, but I'm not. I'm going to go kill people mad. Yeah. And I wonder if you get more of a glimpse of it if you read Assassin's Blade first. Because some bad stuff happens. You get a little bit more insight into her, like, later year trauma. Right? We, like, we we'll, we get more Sam stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. But I don't know. I never read that first. Me either. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I was just listening to these so fast that I, I I do absorb reading books way different than listening to books, too. I will listen through something, but I won't read through it because if I can't get through it, it's boring. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I I do realize that some of your criticisms, other people feel that way. Are you hot? I'm boiling. Oh, my feet are cold. I can put them on you. Put them on my face because my face Ooh, is boiling. Oh, that's interesting. Let me take a picture of that. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I think we can uh, We found our first Patreon content, and it's feet on Hannah's no, face we, pictures. We have an exclusive Patreon. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was us getting drunk and watching Forever Night. And then waxing nostalgic, or waxing philosophic, I should say, on the nature of human sexuality and intimacy for like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. We watched, did like a watch along, and the show is only 48 minutes long. And the episode is like an hour and 40 minutes long because we just talked. Wow. I mean, it's pretty enlightening. Gilgamesh was brought up. I will watch, listen, or is it YouTube? It's on Patreon. Okay. Patreon exclusive. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And like sounds like a trend. Yeah, trendsetter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One day this week, we got like 15 follows on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Kate's like, yeah, that's me. That's my friends. Well, I I was (laughs) responsible for one, two, three, four, five of those. It was just one of those days where it was like the algorithm was... On our side. I was responsible for maybe two or three of them. I am. Up to 147. I would. I went to everybody's phone in the office and said, "Can I see your phone?" And then I followed us. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. But the teen in my office, you know. Yeah. The teen in the office was listening. The teen. That's funny. The teen in the office. Yeah, that's I call her. She likes it. We. Yeah. I hope she likes it. She's sweet. I love her. Hey, teen. Hey, team. Hi, you know team. who you are. You know who you are. I love so I'll you. say your name. You're my favorite. This is all to say we have an Instagram, and you can follow us on there. Hey, maybe we could get to 200. <gasps> We're already over the highest number of followers that I've ever had on Instagram ever. <laughs> so I feel pretty good right now. That's excellent. Growth <laughs> is steady so and linear and when we it have, comes to followers. And we have mm-hmm. a YouTube channel now. Neat. So I've been uploading videos. They're not really videos. They're just like a still image with our podcast and i made playlists so now you can specifically look for book talks oh cool nice you don't have to sort through everything if you go through the youtube channel and we still have the patreon which maybe i'll put my feet on hannah's face we'll take a picture and put it on patreon i don't know and that will be four hundred dollars things get wild on patreon there's like four of us it's crazy crazy it's crazy crazy but again that strange and beautiful book club so you can find us there And next week will be the super fan edition, so we hope to find you there. Okay, see you soon. See you then. Bye.